Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. It's getting a little chilly down here, Joe, in Texas. Getting a little cold down there, huh? Don't let the green screen image behind me fool you. It's dropping down into like 10 degrees tonight. It's not all sunshine and rainbows Don't here you have heat? We have heat, but Put these the houses aren't made for this kind of cold. There's not enough insulation. My office is the coldest room in the house. So uh, these houses don't have heaters meant for a prolonged cold. Well, I'm in the studio electric. and it feels good. Whoa. And they have basically my heater is a space heater inside my air conditioner. So it's just, it has <laughs> hot coils and it just pushes air past it. So it gets to the point where the air gets so cold. It doesn't even work, but that's, Ooh. that's a problem for me, not for anyone else. Um, but that's why I'm wearing a jacket. We do have a guest. We have a guest, part, at least the first part of the show. Um, back on the show, he was on a, a few days ago, but we have Wisconsin State Legislator Timothy Ramthan. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks, gentlemen. Good to see you again. And uh, by the way, I lived in Austin, Texas for eight years, and it got cold too. But no sympathy for you, Max. Too bad. <laughs> too bad. No, no. I mean, you're you're in your log cabin. Uh, I, I <laughs> what what it looks like over there. Uh, I I know. I'm not going to get any sympathy from anyone in Wisconsin. I get that. <laughs> So Tim, how, how's it going? How's it going over there? Uh, tell us, give us an update on what's happening in Wisconsin, guys. Just for just maybe you want to give. I think everyone probably watched your previous um, episode, but to give everyone just a quick, uh, you know, who you are, and uh, and we'll go from there. State Rep, uh, State of Wisconsin, the 59th Assembly District uh, runs uh, north from Hartford up to New Holstein. It's east of Lake Winnebago. And like all the other uh, uh, 98 total districts, 98 total, but 90, the other 98, it's about 59,000 people in my district. Um, I do believe, however, that as I serve as a state legislator in the state, if anybody in the state of Wisconsin uh, would like to speak with me and then I can help them, I will. I know there's a little bit of a territorial thing that goes on around here, but frankly, if you're if you're a servant of by and for the people and they call upon you to help them because they're not getting help from who they should get it from, um, I'm, I always step up. So that's what I do. I'm, I'm in this job to, to uh, make a difference. I'm desperate to do it well, and I'm not desperate to keep it. So that's me in a, in a nutshell. Awesome. So, so last time you were on, we, we went through your resolution to uh, withdraw, reclaim the electors. And there was a bit of a, well, the fact checkers didn't get hold of us, but they got hold of the Gateway Pundit because it was immediately after that, that there was a vote in the legislature on that resolution and the gateway pundit ran with a headline saying that it had been approved by voice vote, but it only actually been approved to go to committee. Can you, can you take a, a minute or so and explain that yep. discrepancy? Uh, great question. And I, I really need to know where to start for tonight because there's so much to tell you. Um, on the floor on the 25th, which is Tuesday, 25th of January, two minutes before I stood up to propose my resolution as privileged and to get it into the process to perhaps be considered on the floor that night, I called the uh, Speaker Pro Tem, who was the presiding officer at the time, because we were going through bill after bill after bill. And I called and I said, I'd like to say something, but not during a bill. Can I say in between bills? Because I sensed that there might be confusion. I really did have this visionary moment that if, if I jump in and start talking, people are going to get sideways. Well, he said, nope, you just you just got to hit your button and I'll call on you and you can do whatever you do or whatever you need to say, whatever you got to say. So I thought, okay, well, crap, it's not going to be able to go between bills. So they started to introduce a, a, a bill number AB743. And it got to the point where it was being uh, discussed to pass. And that's when I hit my button because he was looking at me, like giving me the stink guy. Hey, you just asked about saying something, hit your button, right? So I, I hit my button and he called on me and I got up 
and I started to read Rule 43, which allowed me to stand up and present my resolution. And I physically had the resolution. It was properly presented in the jacket. I took it up to the clerk. The clerk looked at it, then gave it to the presiding officer. And everybody kind of crowded around looking at it, and they were trying to you know, discuss it. It was a little bit of a hornet's nest up on the old podium there for a while. And even some of my members said, boy, you really got him going here. What's going on? You know, and I told him and, and then they said, well, is it a privileged resolution? Yes, it is. And then he immediately moved it into the rules committee, which is what I wanted, because that's the last committee before consideration for floor sessions. That's the committee that says mm -hmm. what's going to be on the next session floor. Now, the option was to um, also take it up at that time, but he chose to put it in committee. And I thought that's fine. Well, then. I was back to my chair while my, my button was off. So I had to read. Then he started talking about 743 again. And I'm like, wait a second. I wasn't done here with this. So I hit my button again. And I said, um, I stood back up and I said, I move to, and I started to make a motion. And then the, the majority leader right in front of me, Jim Steinick, he's like yelling, and you can't do that, you know, all that kind of crap. And then the presiding officer said, uh, we're on uh, the 10th order of business. And now is not the time for that. The problem is, the 12th order of business is where we do this, but we never go to the 12th order of business. And that's a whole nother conversation. But back to the point, when I watched the video, I realized why people got confused. We started talking about a bill. I jumped in and we kind of digressed to my point. When my point was addressed, which was the rules assignment, it jumped right back to 743 and 743 passed unanimously on the floor and people assumed it was my resolution. So it yeah. was really easy. It was really easy to misunderstand that and it's unfortunate that, I mean, it's a reflection of, of hope and desire. People have been longing for this for over a year, and it looked like it happened. And I can understand why they were euphoric about it. Uh, but unfortunately, it was basically just saying that the rule, Rules Committee had been the receiver of the bill. But by the way, it also got a number two. So I saved probably two, if not four weeks of time, additional delay factors, by the way, uh, by doing it that way. So the move was good. It was bold. And uh, I was real close to pulling it to have it heard uh, that night at the same time, but I got shut down. Now it's, but now it's in the rules committee. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, um, you could correct me if I mispronounce his name. Representative Jim Steinecke, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so he chairs the rules committee, and after this was uh, basically approved to go to get fast tracked the rules committee, he put out a tweet, and it said, "Quote: As chair of the rules committee." There is zero chance I will advance this illegal resolution. End of story. End quote. So I, I am not completely all up to date on Wisconsin law. I did a little bit of cursory glancing. I didn't find anything where it said it was illegal, illegal. to do this. I mean, it, it could be up for interpretation, but unless it um, explicitly says you can't do something, no, um, no, no. I didn't see anything illegal. Thank you for making that point. Uh, nowhere in the Legis Council memo, Legislative Council memo from November 2nd or 3rd, or the Legislative Reference Bureau is the word illegal used. Not valid, perhaps, and perhaps unconstitutional, but never illegal. Now, that's a word that the individual chose to use because that's part of the smear campaign to try to make it look like I'm suggesting we do something we can't do. And that's incorrect and improper. So what I did after I, I I'm not a I'm not bit much on social media and I don't do any of that Twitter stuff. And I found out about his Twitter, I think Thursday, Thursday afternoon, a couple days after the floor session, a day and a half roughly. So uh, Friday morning, I crafted a letter to him and I basically said, I need you to qualify how you can make the claim illegal and unconstitutional because everything I say and everything I write is backed up by fact and I qualify it in my expression so that you don't have to go real far to find out how we could say that the URL link to the data is right in the press lawyers. release. Yes, sir. And, and I, so, I, so, so I back it up. And that's what kind of ticks me off about this process of politics or whatever you want to call it. The people who say things like illegal or miscommunication or bullface lie, they don't qualify it. And it's unfair and unfortunate because people hear that and go, oh, Rampton must be lying because they said he's lying. I never lie and I always qualify my data so they don't back it up. So I sent this letter to him and I said, I, I would like to get a response from you by end of day, Wednesday the 3rd, right? Or second, Wednesday the 2nd, February 2nd, today's the 3rd. And uh, I was shocked. He sent uh, a hard copy manila envelope item to my office on uh, that day, um, Wednesday. And uh, it was a copy. 
It was a copy of the Ledge Council memo that was sent out on November 2nd, which all of the constitutional attorneys had rebunked in their statements in my, my PowerPoint presentation. So it, that was a clear message, a couple of messages. One was probably, you know, here's the big middle finger. I'm not going to, you know, give you anything I don't want to give you. The other one is probably more like, this is the ruling we got from our legislative council people, and we're holding on to this thing, and we're not letting go of it, even though you've got seven constitutional attorneys that say it's not valid. So they're hiding behind the original Ledge Council memo, which was orchestrated and scripted in early November. They've been hiding behind it ever since. It's their excuse, and it's the hill they're going to die on, apparently. That's that's my comment there. And, the, and these are GOPers that are doing this. You have the GOP that is standing up the this this fraudulent election across the country who is seeing yep. a guy that is occupying the White House, not to mention the, the different localities or or state races that were stolen by the use of these machines. And they're they're literally complicit in the behavior of the radical left in stealing an election and doing as much harm as possible to the American people. Is that what we're hearing? Is basically the GOP is is helping the radical left hurt the American people? Well, I'm living that here in this state. I don't know what's going on elsewhere, but you know there does seem to be a pattern to this process. At the end of the day, gentlemen, and to all your listeners, I got to simply tell you this: I made a conscious decision to embrace this issue for the magnitude that it presented to me when I became when I came to understand what it could do and what it could be. It, it's not going to go away. It's a real issue. People aren't going to forget it, and it's in our election. Uh, across the country, all 50 states, as far as I'm concerned, they were hacked. They were they're 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 corrupted. They're they're compromised. Okay, they're compromised. And all I want is I want to eliminate conspiracy. I want to eliminate conjecture. I want truth. I want closure. I don't want to talk about people. I want to talk about process and mechanics. And now where this thing evolved to is now they're getting into the personal stuff. They're you know I'm I'm the bull-faced liar or I'm the yeah. miscommunication guy or or my staffer was sending out stuff you know and miscommunications that's why we pulled him that's all yeah. um, that's all misleading and and and, and uh, deflection to the truth and and it's it's a problem that we allow we allow this to happen my membership should have stood up and said listen I looked at the data Rampton's presenting it's good stuff but they're not saying that either I don't even think they're looking at it I don't know I'd like to have somebody tell me they looked at it and then we can have a little quiz and I can see if they are being honest with me. But I think they were told to ignore it and, and don't look at it and don't give him any any press or any accolade. Don't give him any credit for anything. And we'll just run out the clock and it'll go away. And, and that's the way it's going to go. And uh, I don't know. But but it's not going to go away because the people in this country have had enough. They've had enough. And, yeah. and I think that what they don't realize is that people are getting to the edge of their seat. T today, 27%. Facebook dropped by Meta, dropped by 27% today. Amazon dropped by nearly 300 points and then recovered 500 points after posting their earnings statements, showing that there was this free fall happening across our economy. Do you know who that hurt, Tim? Do you think that hurt the, the big hedge fund companies? Who do you think it hurt? It hurt, it hurt the individual investors. It hurt the individual investors. It hurt us as people. Yep. I mean, I would never invest in them, but there's other people that have. And in, in a moment, they had 25% wiped out. $178 billion dissolved into thin air today. Today. Because people are starting to step away from Facebook. Because Facebook, let's just be honest, Facebook is trash. They're just a trash company. right? Sorry, Tim. That's my words, not yours. You can have whatever opinion you want. But the... We're seeing right now an information, a misinformation war by this propaganda machine that includes big tech, includes media. We're seeing it. In, in, in real time, we're seeing it. And you said something interesting. You said they're not even looking at the evidence. Well, what are they looking at, Tim? What, if they're not looking at the evidence, what are they looking at in this cover-up? Well, you know, you're asking me to do what they're doing, lower myself to the trench and start mudslinging. Um, I, I proposed the 71 slide presentation. I gave it to them. And three days later, I gave it to the public. And I asked the public to say, look at this data and pretend you're a legislator. 
and then call your legislator and say, hey, if I were you, this is what I'm seeing. Have a conversation, right? And force them to have the conversation. Now, I'm hearing from constituents all over the state that they're not able to have those conversations because the legislators don't want to have them. So I, I'm not exactly, I mean, I kind of, I, I know how to answer your question, Joe, but I'm, I'm hesitant to do it because it, it's not going to be uh, anything positive for the person. Uh, they need to answer the question and, and that's, that's where I'll leave it. I don't so know what to gonna, say. Gonna, I mean, I know what to say. Accept, I yeah. I, I clearly understand. I, I want to pick your brain a little bit on this in a way that won't force you to make any assumptions about people. But before I do, I want to get this ad break in. This podcast is sponsored by Air Make Care Network, premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should anyone suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical procedure. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get to the hospital. And lots of people get airlifted. And it's not just people who live in the middle of nowhere um, or fall off the side of a mountain. Lots of people get in car crashes and the ambulance can't get through. So they need a helicopter. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't go bankrupt for having to use this kind of service. Here's how it works. $85 a year that covers you and your household should any of you need to be airlifted. It's less per year if you are a senior citizen or if you buy three or five years at a time. And when you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, make sure you use promo code daily because they're going to give you money back. They're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Tim, as we were coming into this, I was uh, we were talking a little bit before we got onto the air. And I was talking about the interview. Sorry, go ahead. Can I jump and say something quick before you, you pick up on that, Max? I want to say one more thing. It's real important that, to maybe answer part of the question. Um, on Tuesday, the 18th, the day that I sent the packet to the the members of the body, the full legislature, all 130, uh, one of them, the other ones, um, we had a caucus meeting that day. And since another rep mentioned the caucus meeting on a different radio program up in the central part of Wisconsin, I'll touch briefly on it. I mean, they're closed caucuses and, you know, you shouldn't talk about stuff. But I, 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 during, the, during that, ex, there was a, a moment where one of the members asked me, do you have a specific form with the Speaker Voss's specific name on it that approved drop boxes? Because I called him and he said he didn't do it. Well, I paused for a moment. And I thought, boy, I looked at a lot of forms. Is there a specific form that has his specific signature on it? And I said, you know, I'm not sure I need to check. I, I got something, but I don't know if I have what you're asking me for. Well, you should know. And if you don't know, that means you're lying. And I think the whole room just went, okay, we got him. He can't produce something we asked. So that helped them just cling on even tighter to the false pretense that the alleged council memo would carry him over. The bottom line is I do have a document, the representative, the legal representative that was representing him, the senator, a former senator, Scott Fitzgerald was the majority leader and Megan Wolf is on this letter too. They, they were represented by this person. She signed off on it in their stead. So that it qualifies as, as approval. It qualifies as a legal document that said yes. And here's what makes it even more interesting. On Monday, the 31st of January, a private citizen filed criminal charges against Robin Voss, uh, former Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald, and Megan Wolf for breaking the law with the drop boxes. So if I didn't have a letter that wasn't legally justified, how can this guy sue using my letter that I had in my my uh, presentation, which, by the way, the representative who asked me the question didn't look at. And it's also information on Let There Be Light number five. So the data is out there. They're just not looking at it. Then he asked me a question that was a little bit unique and specific, and I got a little like, I'm not quite sure. And boy, they just jumped on me like, oh, we got them, you know. And, and I really questioned why they rushed so fast to discredit my situation or me when they really didn't do the research to know why I was hesitating. I was trying to determine with all the forms I've looked at and all the things I've read, do I have a specific letter with his name on it? I got the letter. He's got a, a criminal court case filed against him now. So uh, good luck with that. But anyway, Max, go ahead. What was your question? Well, before I get to the other one, I, I talked to you about this before we came on air, too. And you don't have to talk about anyone individually. I don't want you to get involved with the individual mudslinging. But when I see Republicans, like what you just said, like, oh, we got them. Th that seems like such an abnormal response to something that seems so very logical. If, if the results never should have been certified, then the only 
because you, you're not certain. That's the root word of, of certify, certainty. If you weren't certain, you never should have certified. So it seems logical to decertify or to, or to reclaim. For Republicans to be so adamant, adamantly against this, we were talking earlier trying to bounce off possibilities for why this could be. There only seemed to be a couple, right? I mean, they could actually be Democrats and, and have and have some kind of uh, political desire to have the, the race go one way or the other. They could be on the take and, and, and profit in some way, right? Or they could have benefited from this kind of fraud and been elected using it. Those seem like the three reasons that you would have Republicans so adamant, adamantly going against this. I don't want you to, to get into the mudsling, but do you have any idea of, of what it could be in this case, a combination? I think all of those suggestions are probably applicable to some degree, uh, maybe to some members, maybe to all. I don't know. I will tell you that this environment has uh, has a feeling of, of a learned behavior status quo concern for me. I I, uh, I don't tolerate mediocrity and I do not um, embrace status quo and learned behavior. And I think over time, if you're if you're managed by leadership in a dictatorial fashion, you learn real fast. The, the elements of fear, favoritism, and funding. And the funding element is, is around election time, and that's right now. Everybody's talking about, you know, getting ready for the re-election and getting their ballot petitions signed and so they can get on the ballot and run for re-election. And, and I'm looking at, at truth and closure on, on one of the most important uh, assaults on our country, and it's a national security issue. I'm not thinking about re-election or elections, and, and I don't know actually where I'll be come November, to be honest with you. Right now, uh, I could stay home and play with my cat for all I know. Uh, but I do know while I'm in the seat to make a difference, I'll try and do the best I can. And I don't think that that that's shared. My, my understanding of representation of buying for the people is you work for the people. And this is an unprecedented historic issue. And it's got it. It's going to take unprecedented historic action to resolve. And nobody seems to want to step up to the bar and do it. If I were speaker, I'd call for that vote yesterday, which means and, and I would be willing to take whatever happens. Fine. Somebody wants to sue the Wisconsin legislature because Speaker Rampton said we're going to reclaim our ballots. Fine. Bring it on. I'll win that case because we've got constitutional support and we've got justification in the mechanism and it would stand in court and we would win that case. But they don't want to take that action. And I really I, why? You, lots of answers to why. That's how so, I feel about it. So, so I believe that the people in Wisconsin are behind you. I believe that the people in Wisconsin want to. So, so I think that the next step is to get the people of Wisconsin to show up and show them that they're serious and to get a couple hundred thousand or two, you know, 200,000, 300,000 people to show up at the Capitol and say, do the right thing. Look at the evidence. So, Tim, you're not just fighting. You're fighting for the American people. You're fighting for the people of Wisconsin, but you're just fighting, fighting. for just, just for ethics, just a basic just restoration of, of trust to the American people. And the trust, the American people just don't trust them. They don't, they don't trust politicians at any level because they talk nonsense. And it's not that we, do, we disagree with them. I mean, it, look, I just had a meeting with someone from Washington, D.C., just having a meeting with them. And, and we're politically not aligned at all. We're, we're not aligned. Yet we're having a conversation and... I'm a big, I'm big on diversity. Like I, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is nothing to do with it, but I'm big on diversity. I want to see, I want to see us create tools that get past our biases so that we can stop this DEI, CRT, all this garbage we got going on. And I really care about the kids because I think they're the ones that suffer because of this political jockeying that's happening. Right. So, but I care about that for a reason. So I just said something and she's like, well, I agree with you. And I was like, see, I knew you'd agree with me. So can we start there? And on this, it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, the leadership is compromised. Can we agree on one thing? That we care about the voice of the American people. And if we do, then show up at the Capitol and stop this, what's happening in the mainstream media and with, with big tech, where they're able to censor it and propagate it with lies. And they lie and lie and lie and lie and lie. And then they and attack then they you. Say I am. And then they say, I am and I'm not. But in, and they do it in numbers, you know, like there was an interview in the central part of Wisconsin on Monday, two, two reps were on the radio, not just one, two. And the letter they put out on the 20th uh, claiming I had said something falsely about Hillary Clinton attorneys or something with regards to the speaker. I never said that. 
I never said that. In fact, I think it was a reporter that said something to the Gateway Pundit. The Gateway Pundit ran the article in December of 2020, and Karen Mueller had it in her case. And I used that case leverage to make my point about why my resolution was justified. And they said, I said it. I never said that. So I put out a letter the next day uh, basically saying that they had lied. But all 14 of the legislative leadership, so they got the leadership members and the joint finance members, 14 total. By the way, Speaker Voss's name was not on that letter. So we had everybody stand in front of him and, and say, you know, we support him and we don't support this one guy. So it looks like the optics are 14 on one and those 14 can't be wrong. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. All of them. They should have never say that. They didn't goes? have any proof. Yeah. Is this yeah. how it usually well, for goes me, anyway. legislature? Mob, mob rule. Because, well, no, what you're talking about is like, well, it, it seems like it, it belongs more at a high school cafeteria like oh well Susie told Becky that Brittany said that he, that that Bob actually likes Susie not Becky I mean it, it seems like so much of this is just he said she said right. rumor mill um yep. and, and, and to run off they're the arguing over you over what you said and you're like I didn't say that and they're still saying no you said it you said it it's this seems so childish is this usually how the legislature is run with this kind of, these kind of childish he said she it, said or it, it is, is this, unique to this issue well, i didn't say high school i said elementary by the way but great analogy because <laughs> it fits um that's how it's happening for me and, and, and this is where i didn't want to go i didn't want to get personal with this i've been focused on the mechanics and process from day one and it got to the presentation and i called out some uh, correct items in let there be light five i call out the drop boxes and there was a correlation with ctcl and ceir and ncsl and oh by the way when this all went down the speaker of, of Wisconsin Assembly at the time, uh, uh, the president rather of NCSL was the same person, the speaker of Wisconsin Assembly. I didn't say he did anything. I just said, I, I, I made the correlation. There's these national groups, he was head of it. And when this went down, he was in ahead of it. So, you know, if you're, if you're the president of an organization and you don't know what's going on within the organization, um, that's a problem. And so, you know, he's, I never did this. I never said it. Well, I didn't say you did. I'm just saying you were president at the time it happened. And I got, you know, hammered on for that. So, um, you know, again, it goes back to semantics and, and interpretation and trying to dodge and, and deflect. I, I only speak truth. I back up all of the stuff I say with facts and they're getting into this, uh, you know, wordsmith and stuff like elementary school bullies. So. That is the that is the strategy of the radical left. That is the strategy of alignment with evil. And our GOP is compromised to a place where, not just in your state, but around the country, the GOP in Colorado and in Michigan and other places literally are lighting up our organization, and me in particular, putting all sorts of words in my mouth. And, and I know they're doing the same thing to you. So how do we all stand together, though, Tim? How do, how do we solve for this equation when the media only gives one bullhorn to the opposition? The people have to push back on individuals who make claims about someone and ask for evidence. I think that's the first thing I'd like to say. People don't do that enough. If you hear something from someone in government who's been around for a while and maybe they have a title like speaker, right? It seems like anything he says, everybody believes. And that's one of the biggest mistakes society can make. We've got to question our leaders. We have to challenge them and, and hold them accountable. And, and, and that's what I do as a member of the body. I'm not you know, in the leadership and nor do I want to be at this time. I should be my, my, the whole state of Wisconsin wants me to be. So who knows, maybe we'll do something with regards to that. But right now my focus remains on getting this petition to this resolution, to the door and through the door. I got it to the door. I'd like to get it through the door, but I'm really apprehensive about the games. And if I do get it to the floor with a pulling motion, they call them, I need two thirds vote in the body to allow for that to, to be taken up at that time. I don't believe I'll get two thirds vote because all 38 Democrats are gonna say no. So all I need is 12 out of 61 Republicans to say no, and I would be willing to bet that, uh, that that'll happen, but they don't want you to know who those 12 are. So that's why they don't want that, that vote to happen, not even to not hear it. They don't wanna vote on the resolution and they don't wanna vote to hear the resolution to even have a discussion on it. They just don't want any vote whatsoever. So it's uh, it's uphill. But the people can come, like you said, Joe, and come to the Capitol and, and 
peacefully protest and, and stay adamant about what they want from this body because this body represents them. And right now, they're not. So I don't know what else to say. The evidence that you've brought forward against the different um, election officials who have very clearly violated the law. As I was reading, because I, I, I read through the statutes, and I was a little shocked. Obviously, Wisconsin has a Wisconsin uh, election fraud part of their of the state statute. But I was shocked that it seems the worst crime that they could commit, which would be like pure election fraud, it's only punishable by three and a half years in prison. Do you think that that should be raised? Uh, absolutely. I, was there a punitive? Uh, uh, what was the, the fine? Was there a well, fine? Yeah, the, um, and, it was uh, it's. it's 1213 section 2b it's a class one felony um to engage in election fraud i mean there's there's some bits of the election fraud statute that's a fine for a hundred dollars which i mean when you're talking about the the future of the country like the trajectory of of the globe it's a little insane that people could be involved in election fraud and only have to pay a hundred dollar fine if they get caught uh, i was just surprised that three and a half years that seems like an oddly specific amount of time and usually well, you see things like this five or 10 years. I'll make this comment to that. Um, it doesn't matter if it's three and a half years or 33 and a half years. It's a law. It was broken and nothing was done about it. Yeah, That's my biggest. Yeah. And now they want to put other bills out to kind of add bureaucracy. So let's put out more bills that could be broken and no one's going to do anything about it. So th this big push, they call it the Kabuki, Kabuki dance. I hear that's the springtime of, of the second year. Yeah, the Kabuki theater. dance. Everybody's piling all these bills and they're rushing these committee meetings and they're fast tracking everything uh, to hurry up and I don't know, to look like they're doing something. And I think they're going to bury some bad uh, language in some of these bills and it's going to actually make matters worse. So I'm very apprehensive. I don't see myself voting for any of them because I don't think I can. Uh, it's last second stuff and they haven't done anything to address the root cause of the problems from the last election. So I, I don't know why they think throwing more bureaucracy at the process is going to make a difference. And when does the session end? Well, when I, does the session uh, end? great question. Great question. We did get a message from the majority leader who does let us know what we should anticipate. We've got the week of the 14th, which is a Monday. We've got our state of the state on the 15th with the governor who's going to tell us stuff that's not true. Uh, like how great the state's <laughs> are, state is going. And then the follow the follow. <laughs> The following week is uh, probably the last week where we may be in session. It's possible we could be the first or second week of March, but I doubt it. I doubt it. And does the does the majority leader, does he get to extend the session or would that have to come down from the governor? Speaker. Speaker. Okay. So the, the guy we're talking about covering it up, he gets to decide yeah. how long you yep. work to fight election fraud. Wow. So, yeah. So and, and, and that was a great question about the governor. So the governor could call uh, a special session. And mm -hmm. if he did, the, a couple of members would come in from the, the house and, and they would gavel in and gavel out. And that's the way they acknowledged. Yeah. And we did it before during the, the pandemic, rightly so, by the way. I, thought, I don't think that was a bad move at the time. But if you've got unfinished business with something as important as an election, I was actually looking to see if I could call a special session, but I don't think I can. So so what's what's the outcome right now? What, how do we how do we get this to a resolution? Is it a lawsuit? Would a lawsuit actually start that? Can Great. you become an aggrieved that's, party? That's, that's a great question, Joe. I, uh, I'm, I'm actually looking into that as well. I was at an event this weekend and I asked that question publicly and I got some groans from the crowd like, wow, really? Well, yeah. I mean, in, at the last ditch effort for something historic and unprecedented, if I got to go judicial on it, I, I will because I don't have a choice. I don't like judicial because it takes time and they got the appeals and all of that stuff. But, you know, you got to draw a stake in the ground and, and uh, take your shot. So. So, so can't you yes. can't you bypass the appeals and go straight to the Wisconsin Supreme Court based on the evidence I mean, evidentiary and the fact that it has I think there's a way you can bypass all of that go straight to the Supreme Court and then if, it, if it's heard there go straight to the Supreme Court so yeah. I, I, have you have you considered that and and, I, and again I don't want to act as if I know anything about Wisconsin law and I'm not a lawyer but I think that there is a precedent for it to go directly to the Wisconsin Supreme Court it was a discussion and some questions were asked, and right now it's an analysis to see what we can physically do to move forward. But you're, you're spot on, Joe, with your comments, and I do believe you can fast path things to um, to the Supreme Court, but uh, I don't think it's ever been done by anybody other than uh, leadership and or maybe the governor. So it would be a unique thing for me 
if I were to do it, but hey, let's give it a shot. What the heck, right? You know. So well, well, you forward. you have standing. You represent the people. The people have have been aggrieved by a fraudulent system, so it would it would bypass standing, right? So let's let's get you past the standing part, and then we look at how do we add people to the to the uh, complaint, you know, that that have been aggrieved by the process, and there are there are substantial damages. I also think you should pursue defamation against these people for lying. I, I think that, that there is a there's a real cost to you for standing up and future costs. And I think that those people should be held accountable. And you, you sued 10 or 15 of them, right? Use, use the lawfare against them and make them have to, to, to denounce the fact that they lied about you. Interesting stuff, Joe. Um, Please tell me you're thinking about phone- that. My, is my is my phone tapped? I mean, what's going on here? No, is it is it really? Is it something you've actually talked about? Is this something you've talked about? Yes, sir. yes, sir, yes, sir. Because I, I think I, it is. I, uh, I, I solve I solve problems. I'm a crisis management uh, professional, and uh, all hands on deck. Um, anything that you can apply to resolve a problem should be considered. Um, I, yes, I've been poking all kinds of stuff, so I. I don't go down well at all, and I won't go down swinging because I don't like going down. So we're going to keep going and do the best we can. Uh, it's for the people. It's for our republic. And it's to draw a line in the sand and say, not on my watch. I will not allow this to happen on my watch. And I don't care what happens to me. I don't care. So nothing nothing matters other than truth. Yeah. Well, I think, well, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead Joe. I think that we have to we have to start standing together and having conversations about what the war room looks like. I mean, have you have you been in touch with Steve Bannon at all? Have you have you been on his show yet? I, I, was, I was on his show last week, and uh, they wanted me to come back. So it, uh, I'll wait for them to call. I don't run around. They put me on, put me on. So I mean, you guys, when you want to talk with me, I'll I'll drop and run to be there for you because you're looking for updates, and I'll do the best I can to keep you posted. Well, let me ask you a question, because here's a question that came up from some, one of our listeners. It says, do the people of Wisconsin even realize that you're fighting for them? Do the people know? Yes. So, so yeah. have you, have you thought about, yeah, have you thought about holding a, ta- a town hall meeting? Uh, yes. In fact, right. I'm going to have one. I'm going to have one on the 12th of February. Am I invited? There you go. I'd love for you to come. I'll, I'll come. If you invite me, I'll come. That's a Saturday, right? Send, yes, sir. Uh, yeah. From 11 to 2. And, um, oh, yeah, you humbled me with that, Joe. I didn't expect that. I will send you a text message with uh, the flyer that's going around, basically saying I'm going to have an event on the 12th. So, where, where do we, Is it a church, a bigger enough church to carry as, not, as many people that need to be there? Great question. I'm going to have it. Actually, I started at one venue and I realized with sound system and perhaps camera stuff, maybe I better go bigger. So I landed at the uh, high school, the local okay. high school. It's, it seats about 450. Yeah, we're going to fill and, that up. Uh, it's, it's got a sound system. It's ready to go. Uh, well, if it's overflowing, we could move it to the field house, which takes about, you know, three or four thousand. But I don't think we'll fill that up, but anyway, it's only for a couple of three hours. But um, I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the link um, of the message I'm, I'm putting out, and uh, I'm sure you'll find it intriguing. Well, more than intriguing, I think that people have to start showing up and, and standing for you, right? And I think that if uh, if I can get some other people to show up with you and have the conversation, and and uh, I'll send an email to or uh, not an email. I'll send I'll. I'll send something to uh, uh, Steve Bannon's team, see if he can get you back on. I think these are important updates. I think these are things that, that you have to, uh, that you have to continue to speak out. And maybe even I'll, I'll start pushing it out to like Todd Wood and, and some of the other people that are out there and have them on the show so you can give them the updates as well. I think this is just a miscarriage of justice against the American people. I think it's always been the, the, the radical left and the GOP, wings of the same bird, that that literally are working against the interests of the American people. We are slaves. They're showing us that we're slaves. And all of a sudden, you wake up, pop your head up, and they want to take your head out. Um, it, it, it flies in the, in the face of just common decency. Your, uh, your comments are very poignant tonight, 
uh, Joe, you're, you're hitting a lot of nails on the head. It's what my life has been like lately around here. And again, what makes it really sad for me is I worked my first session to build relationships with a lot of people, all of my caucus, and probably a good half, if not three quarters of the Democrats, because they're people. Yeah. And they're there to serve, too. And they've got 59,000 people to take care of, too. And they've got Republicans in their Democrat district, just like some most of us have Democrats in our Republican district. We really should do better to work better together. And I worked real hard to get um, those relationships built. And then now this happens, and they're getting heat from their constituents and blaming me for it. And all of that relationship stuff you know, seems to be challenged right now. And it's very, very unfortunate because... It's not personal. It's about doing the right thing for the people. And so um, I'll, I'll continue to put press on. But anyway. Well, Timothy, um, I, we, we definitely appreciate you you going over a little bit. I know that you, um, you, you had something else to go to. Before we let you go, I want to ask you if you can give an update real quickly on uh, Tristan, your research assistant, um, who was, was, was you were forced to let him go. Has, has he landed on his feet? Well, I, I wasn't forced to, to let him do anything. Um, well, the, they the took him away from was, The speaker took the requisition away, which allowed him to be in my office ultimately, and his, his butt went with the rec down to the other office. He never said he would work in that office, and ultimately from the 19th, 20th, 21st, he resigned um, his office um, position, so he basically became unemployed. Um, we're working on changing that as we speak, and um, we'll have some closure on that in the very near future. So he's doing okay. And um, thank you for asking. I'll let him know you did. Is, is Timothy. He, yeah. Is he going to be, uh, Tim, is he going to be um, still working on this? Are you still working through all this? Can I say that, ask that question? Or you could just tell me to shut my mouth too. No, 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 Joe. You know, you ate three Wheaties again tonight, man. You're onto us. Some good stuff here. Yeah. Let me let me answer this way. So the day the day this travesty happened, this this wrongdoing on him as a person, as well as to my district, my entire district. Now I have to try to do all this by myself. No other person in the office has to do what I do the way I do because they all got staff, and and also they're not as busy as I am too. So it compounds my condition. But that's okay. I sign up to serve. So the first thing I told him when he when the wreck was gone is. He, he says, can I go to the halftime position? And he couldn't because of WRS rules and, and, and you needed approval to allow for full-time benefits for halftime pay. The speaker wouldn't approve it. The next thing he said to me, Joe, to answer your question, what if I just quit? Can I come work with you for free? Um, that's what we were working on. And we still might be doing something like that in the near future. So he's willing to forego getting paid. He's willing to forego insurance to continue on the process of bringing this home and to show the people that we were on the right path the whole time. He believes in it. He believes in me. He loved where he worked. He loved who he worked with and, and he loved what he was doing for the, for the country. So he's a Patriot and he'll, he'll, he'll be around. You'll be hearing from him. Well, we'll Perfect. definitely have to stay tuned for that. Tim, I want to thank you so much for staying over a little bit. Um, we'd love to have you back as, as more things develop and, uh, and yeah, thank you for doing everything you're doing and, and we'll catch you next time. Joe, I sent you a, a little uh, item on your cell phone, so you'll see that when you look at your phone. Oh, I'll let you go, guys. Have All a right. good evening. All right. God bless. Thank Take you. Care. God bless you. Good night. God bless. So this podcast is also sponsored by Enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. And Joe, do you have the T-shirt on you? I, I have it here, yes. Let me grab it. Our sponsor, Enerforce, now I have to make sure I pronounce that completely correctly, Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E. Here's, here's what they do. They sell awesome t-shirts like this one that Joe's showing on the screen, Free Our People. Um, that t-shirt is it's raising funds for the men and women who are unjustly being incarcerated in the D.C. jail for their, for their actions on January 6th. Um, so we've partnered with Enerforce, and these are, these are killer shirts. Um, they're going to help the, the men and women who are incarcerated. Some of the proceeds also go to veteran to help veterans. And here's the deal. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, when you buy a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or anything from Enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E, you get entered into the running to win this Ford F-450 with a, uh, with, with a four-wheeler and, uh, and a trailer plus $20,000 of cold, hard cash. 
And as a bonus, when you purchase this shirt and you use promo code CD21, when you, per when you purchase the shirt on its own, it gets you 800 entries into win this sweet setup. When you use promo code CD21, you get an extra 1,000 entries. That's a no-brainer. If you would prefer just to get a little discount, you can use CD10, promo code CD10 instead to get 10% off. But I would much rather get entered into the running to win this beast of a truck. So head over to enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Pick up your free R people shirt today and get or entered pick up into the, the running. Or, or pick up the box too. I mean, they have this big yeah. box. Now, you have two ways. You get 10% off and or you can get... Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so head over there and, and check out this shirt. They have other shirts as well. Have to read this disclaimer. No purchase is technically necessary in order to enter or win, and a purchase or payment will not improve your chances of winning. Uh, but still, head over to enterforce.com, pick up your shirt, and get entered in to win this sweet rig. So, Joe, something happened today that I have to get your, your, um, your take on. Joe, when you yeah. when you see, see you see people, you got you go in for the handshake, you go in for the hug, right? You know what I'm talking about. When not just like a, you going for the the bro handshake. Yeah. Joe Biden tried to do that today, and it got weird. He started feeling up the man's bicep, feeling it up, released the handshake, and then went back in to touch the bicep again. I wanted to get your take on this very strange moment in American history. Um, Mr. Producer, play cut one. Proceed and get into it. I want to introduce you first to Mr. Bryant. How you doing, Mr. President? Mr. Bryant is a, is a trainer. Uh, he's a Queensbridge. <laughs> I tell you what, man. <laughs> that man's got some guns. That's yeah. right. No, no more guns. Uh, no more no, guns. No, no, no. I mean, I mean he's gone. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Poor choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling up the man's bicep. So I want to play a little game with you. Yeah. You ever, you ever go to get your eye checked and they say one or two? They flip the different lenses. Yeah. Which is which is better? Yeah. I want to play the game. Which is more cringy? Is it him feeling up that man's bicep, or him in just the last day or so telling an old story about colored kids? Mr. Producer, let's play this cut number two. I remember sitting on going to a little Catholic grade school in Claymont, Delaware, which is a steel town that was dying. And the bus would go, my mother would drive me to school parking lot. It's called Holy Rosary School from a little, it's called Brookview Apartments. It used to be Section 8 housing later. And, uh, and I get out of the bus, I get out of the car, and that's where I-95 runs parallel to these days. And, uh, and I said, Mom, why are all those kids, it was then called colored, why are all those colored kids in that bus? Because in Scranton, there weren't any. There were very few blacks. So they're not allowed to go to school with us here in Delaware. Okay, I'm, I'm the eye doctor. Which is cringier, the, him feeling up the guy's bicep or t retelling the story about the colored kids? Which is, which is more cringy to you? I mean, I, I, think, I, I, I think that they're both cringy. I think that the reason why this is so much more cringy is because you can just see his brain's not there. He has, he has no ability to control himself, which is a huge indicator of dementia. Not a small indicator, a huge indicator of dementia. So you think the story's worse than the fondling the man's bicep? I don't know, brother. I don't know. All right, well, just like the eye doctor does. Okay, one or two is better. You said two. Now I'm going to say, is two worse or is three worse? Here's Joe Biden having to be dragged off, his, off the stage by his wife. Mr. Producer, let's play cut three. Is more cringy, him retelling the story about color kids or the leader of the free world needing to be led by the hand off the stage by his wife? Led off it. stage by his wife, yeah. You didn't watch it. I did. Okay, well, you say let off the stage. This is what I think is the cringiest thing he's ever done on stage. 
which is more cringy, him having to be led off the stage by his wife or in the middle of a campaign rally, him biting his wife's finger? I got to see that Mr. part. Let's play cut four. And when they cut to the president of the United States, <laughs> you call your kids in from the other room. Because what in you the world is happening? What the I remember so seeing which is that back. Which is worse? The biting, the biting of the hand, the biting of the hand, the biting, or randomly biting her finger while on stage at campaign event. He didn't actually bite it; he tried to suck on it. Did you see that? I'm a piranha. (laughs) Basically, what he did. I mean, imagine being like that—you just see someone wave their hand near your face, so you decide to bite it. Oh yeah. (sighs) Yeah. This this man is falling apart, and Joe today. For the first time in the presidency, I know you don't believe the polls. I don't believe the polls either. But the polls are cooked for Biden as it is. And for the first time in his presidency, his real clear politics average of polls is below where the rigged real clear politics average of polls had Trump at this point in his term. So the polls are rigged to help the Democrats. I don't have it up. I was just just mentioning it to you. Um, He's he's 0.6% lower. So the rigged polls, all designed to help him can't even hide the truth and he's now 0.6% lower than Trump was on this day in his term. He can't hide it anymore. No. And and keep in mind that President Trump was doing great things for the community and great things from for the country and things were going well. He was creating more jobs, he was getting regulation out of the way so that businesses could thrive. He was helping the minority community, really helping them, not talking about helping them and and talking about things that don't exist. He was truly helping minority communities have more opportunity. He was doing all those things, and you'd see this going up. And once they started figuring it out about the second year, that's when you start the polls going like this. Just went up with it. Yeah. No, it's, uh, listen, he can't hide it anymore. And what's crazy is, you remember what the media was like against Trump. Every time there was a negative poll, they ran it for a week. Even if it was an outlier, they ran it for a week to push this narrative that the country hates Trump. They aren't doing that for Biden. They're protecting him. They've circled the wagons to protect him, which we all knew would happen. But it just becomes more and more obvious now that he's dipped below Trump hey, in the polling average. So you need to know this. I got attacked by Patrick Byrne today. Everybody needs to know. Somebody just told me I got attacked by Patrick Byrne. And... Uh, so I'm just going to say this, Mr. Producer, you're going to have to bleep this word. No, I'm Uh-oh. not going to do it. Uh-oh. Fort Patrick Byrne. And he said, the reason why he, the, given the whiff of violent language I'm hearing, I think I must no longer refrain. Have I ever called for violence? Have I ever called for violence? I've asked people to get in the gap. I've asked people to do the right thing. I've, I've, and, and so Patrick Byrne's mad at me, Right. Patrick Burns bad at me. I'm not the guy that worked for the CIA. I'm not the guy that worked for the FBI. I'm not the guy that had somebody live in my house, an ex-girlfriend live in my house, and set her up, this, the Russian Marie whatever. I'm not the one that did that. I'm not the one that on January 6th walked in while the whole place is in a frenzy because of what was going on in D.C. and the propaganda they were building while the FBI was creating what happened at the Capitol. I'm not the one that walked in and asked Giuliani, hey, do me a favor. Can you can you go ask President Trump for a pardon? I'm not the one that did that. No, Patrick Byrne did that. I'm not the one that was a part of a election uh, uh, audit in Arizona that the only reason that it wasn't decertified in Arizona is because the report was written like trash. He, Logan got on this, on this, on, got on this show and said, he said, I didn't say, he said it would have been, it would have created a constitutional crisis. I'm not the one where Logan got up here and said, oh, by the way, I fell asleep the night before the report was due. I'm not the one that said that the information in Jovan's report is crap. No, that was Logan that did that. Doug Logan said that what Jovan had was garbage and that he wouldn't put it in the report. I'm not the one that said that. You, you want to, this guy wants to attack me, and he's not just attacking me. He's attacking Dr. Shiva. And Oh, but you know what? He attacked Dr. Shiva. I just want to point this out. Attacked Dr. Shiva 
but not before offering to pay him 15 grand, 50 grand to be on his team. And hey, come work for me. And then as soon as you don't want to work for, for, for Patrick Byrne, controlled opposition, Patrick Byrne, as soon as you don't want to do that, you become the enemy. And now that you have a guy that's really doing good work on an audit in New Mexico, they want to attack. I don't care what you think about Linwood or you think about David Clements. I don't care what you think about what they say about General Flynn. I've never said anything. But if you want to go scorched earth, pal, let's go. Matter of fact, come on the show if you have enough guts. But I don't think Patrick Byrne does. I don't think he has guts unless he's trying to plan and, and ruin people behind their backs and hire media personalities to go and, and get into everybody's family. No, I well, don't think he, he has any balls. Yeah, look what he tried to thing. do with Linwood. And then Linwood released all the, the video audio recordings of the call and completely discredited him. I'm surprised he's still in the mix. Yeah, you want to know that. what else? I'm not the guy that stole a movie from a guy under contract. I'm not the one that did that and then used it at tap to make money. I'm not the one that did that. No, that's you, Patrick Byrne. You did that. You stole it. Not me. You did. And, and if you want to go through all the details of all this, I'm, I'm, I'm game. You want to sit on this we show? We still got to do the Joe Biden What? Oh, we, we are definitely, we are definitely doing that episode now. Definitely. We have a back count on it. Of count expose on it. episodes. We got to start working through the backlog. Yeah. No one, no one gets to jump the line. Yeah. Why didn't everybody go to Patrick Burns' page? Ask him, why did you ask for a pardon on January 6th? Tell me. Why did you ask for a pardon? Why did you walk in there and ask Giuliani for a pardon? Please tell me. I didn't say a word about it. I was sitting right next to you. And here's the bad part about it, Patrick Byrne, is that there was some idiot behind us. I don't even know how he got into the place that was videoing it while you're asking for a pardon. So go ahead and tell the American people why you asked for a pardon. Why did you say that what I did could have gotten me in jail for a thousand years? Why? You tell me. It's a lot of years. I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick. I'm sick of this entire thing that I'm doing something for the American people while you run, run around creating videos of people with clown noses. Really? Is that what we do in high school? Is that what we do in high school? Is, it, is this the whole thing we're going to do? Is this we're going to adopt the radical left? And, and God forbid somebody question Patrick Byrne. God forbid somebody stand up and say, why? Why'd you do it? And then you want to say it's because I, I push towards violence? Are you serious? Tell me, Patrick, why? what brought you to get up on stage in Dallas and tell this whole story about you know, working with the CIA? Tell me why. At least I'm honest in my dealings. You get up there and say it because why? And I, I, I told everyone, I was like, you know what? I might just fly to, I might just fly to Russia. I want to know. I want to go meet with Maria. I want to see what she has to say because she certainly can't talk about it. She can't talk about it from there. You're already in bed with them. You asked for a pardon. Is this why the, the, the audit in Arizona went badly? Did it go badly? Did it look like incompetence? Because it wasn't incompetence. It was planned because of that. And why is Doug Logan running around everywhere giving interviews talking about how much work, good work they did in Arizona? You can't even bite write a report saying what's happening or what happened. Why? Why is Javon running around saying he spent four hours at Brnovich's office? Nobody else can know that. Nobody else thinks that. I, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough of this, Max. It, it, we don't even care about the American people. Tim is basically burning. He's burning down, getting attacked by every end. And gosh, wouldn't you know it? The guy that's right in the middle of all of it, Patrick Byrne. I've had it. I've had invitation it. Has, invitation has yeah, been Yeah, come dropped. on out, Patrick. Come on out. You, you explain to the people. Because now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it over and over and over again. We just Maria Batuni. What? We just got to do Jovan first. <laughs> we can do all the exposés. It's, it's, it's just crazy. The whole thing's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. You want to attack me? You want to throw everybody in a, a thing? I mean, I mean, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And, and, and you walk around. This is how I know. I didn't take a side. I'm, I'm still not taking a side other than the American people. 
But when you, when you act as evil, when you, when you actually align yourself with evil, when you use the same tactics of the radical left, I got nothing for you. And why didn't you put it out there plainly and simply on, why didn't you put it out there on, on uh, what's it called? Uh, Telegram. Why'd you hide it? Why'd you hide it, Patrick? Why? I've been honest. I've asked the questions honestly. No, no, you, you go around and you try to use your little intelligence community to try and figure out how you can screw with Joe. Next up, let's try to do something to slander Joe. It's coming. It's okay. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm absolutely good with it. Because I'm not a coward. I'll go through the front door. Oh, but you can't. You can't go through the front door. Now, you're too busy aligning yourself with those people that want to destroy our nation. Tell me why the Arizona audit, with all the information that was there, every bit of it, set everything aside, there's more than enough information that's even in the report. But no, no, Logan had to write it so that it said, ah, probability, high, medium, yeah. right? It, it was written like, like a bad index. It was written awful. It was written in a way that he wanted to hedge. And why in the world did you keep the, the images away from, why, why'd you keep the images away from Dr. Shiva? Why'd you try to pay Dr. Shiva? Why does everyone that comes to work for you, Patrick, quit? Truth. Emily quit. Carl quit. Should we go down the line? Oh, well, Fries quit. We, we, we can do that on a, on a full episode. <laughs> As we had enough. I've had enough. And you, you sit there like this pompous ass in your, in your plush little place, and you act like the people literally can connect with you. They can't connect with you. They can't understand where you're coming from. And, and I, don't know, I don't know what General Flynn or Joe Flynn or any of those guys see in them. I don't know. Money maybe. maybe. And it's not that they're chasing the money, but maybe that's it. May, and maybe Patrick's honorable. He sure isn't acting like it. Act honorable then, Patrick. Act honorable. I've never asked for a, a, a dollar from you or anybody else. Never. Never asked for anything. But you have some explaining to do. Why? On January 6th, the day of the what happened on the Capitol, right, the redress of grievances run by the FBI, why were you in there asking, why were you asking for a pardon? Why? I want to know. People, don't you want to know? Why? And go ahead and tell me I'm a, go ahead and tell me I'm not being true. I want you to. I want you to. It's disgusting. Well, we'll, see if, we'll see if he responds. We are out of yeah. time though. But we will keep our phones charged and our email alerts turned on to see if we get a call or an email of him asking to be on. But until then, that's gonna be it for this edition of the podcast. Oh, no, no, hold on a second. Andy attacked uh, Sydney Powell. How do, you, how do you attack Sidney yeah. Powell? I can't attack Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell is probably the most genuine person in all of this. Patrick, you haven't been genuine. You haven't been honest. You haven't. You're more concerned about creating videos about I don't know what. We're having interviews with people who actually want to get to the bottom of the election fraud. I'm giving advice to people every day while you're pissing away everything trying to act like what? Like get to the bottom of what? You call me up. Thank God I recorded that conversation because I just felt bad about it. Where you scream and yell, say, I'm going to take my toys and go home. And I'm leaving and I'm going here and I'm going there. And, and you know, lends this and that. What did you expect me to say on that call? What did you expect me to say? So come on here and explain it, Patrick. Come on here and let's have a man-to-man debate. Let's, let's do that. If, if you have the courage to stand in the, in the gap and have a conversation, have the conversation with me. I want to have it. And I will be respectful, but you don't go running around saying that people are calling for violence because you want to create propaganda. You sound like the radical left. And if you think that I am tired, I am tired. I'm super tired. I'm super tired. I'm not super tired of talking. I'm super tired of because I work every day to solve problems. I've heard about the kangaroo court at TAP. I've heard about it. I'm, 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 I am hopeful that Joe Flynn and the rest of them turn it around. But come on yeah. here. Come on here, and, and it'll just be me and, me and you, Patrick. Max? I'm not invited. You can, you can come if you want, or you can sit it out. I don't know I if he wants come. the... 
you, you ever see that show on Barstool Sports, uh, the the Sunday, Caleb Presley, where he interviews people and there's just a guy in the back eating ice cream? Maybe that could be me, just just sitting here, just hanging out, watching it, watching <laughs> it live. Yeah, well, again, our phones are on, our email alerts are active. Yeah. If you want to come on, you can come on. Want to come on? I mean, look, we're I'm open. I'm open. You want score shirts? I'll do it all day, every day. And that's not it. That's not that's not the only thing. We could talk about a lot of things. But come on here. Come on here and tell me why you did that. I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted. All right, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. That's if it. you like us on Rumble. My son is barged in asking what I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Follow, follow Conservative Daily on Telegram. Follow Max at Max J. McGuire on Telegram. Follow me at, at Joe Oltman. You can also get me on Getter and all these other channels. Just go there so that we can have it spread out. And by the way, God bless you all for divesting from Facebook. God bless you all. MJ! God bless you all for leaving that platform. We left it. You leave it. Everyone needs to leave it. Leave those platforms. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Hi, MJ. How are you? For those in the audio version, I'm looking at Max Jr. Max, what's up, buddy? You can't see the video version, but it's pretty awesome. Hey, it's my it's the new host, Max Jr. We gotta wrap up. Um, you, can you, you can also find us on the audio version at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. And guys, listen to me. We're we're not like the ones that are fully structured on the podcast. You know, we'll bring you news. We'll get a little emotional about it. I'm not, I'm not even angry. I'm passionate. I'm passionate about the fact that I want to get to the truth. Like, I didn't sling arrows because I didn't want to sling arrows. But I knew when I started asking the question around, it would get back to Patrick. And when it did, he was going to go on the attack with me. And that's what you do if you're afraid of truth coming out. That's what you do, right? Subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Share this episode if you like it. And share it with someone that needs to hear it. Um, use the link in our description as well to subscribe to our newsletter. And you can get our facts blast so you don't miss any of the important projects we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. My name is Max McGuire. And the fight? <laughs> fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. See you tomorrow.